Tandem Nomads, episode 106. You have to put the oxygen mask on yourself first. If you want to run a business, if you want to get up in the morning and have energy to function for the entire day, your body better have the bandwidth to deal with it. How do you give your body the bandwidth? Hello, Nomad Nation. Welcome to Tandem Nomads, the podcast show where you can find great inspiration and tips to build your portable business and thrive in your global nomadic life. I am your host, Amel Deregui. I'm a marketing coach and the founder of Tandem Nomads. And in this episode, I want to share with you an important topic for all of you out there who are trying to hustle and make it happen in your life and in your business and in your career, while still trying to have a bit of balance, especially with your health. So I brought to you an expert here, a health nutrition coach, Rashmi Zimberg. Rashmi, are you ready for this ride? Absolutely. Thank you. You're so full of energy, <laughs> Amel. Who cannot be ready for the ride with you? Oh, you're so sweet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to have you again on Tandem Nomad's podcast show and Nomad Nation. Yes, Rashmi has already been sharing her journey with us. Um, about how she started her portable career, moving from a country to another. And if you want to know more about uh, Rashmi, make sure to go to talentnomads.com slash 31, 31, where she tells you about her personal journey. But I today really wanted to have Rashmi here for her expertise as a health coach. So Rashmi is a certified integrative nutrition health coach and also specialist in Ayurvedic recipes. As a global citizen and a mother of two daughters, she's passionate about food as a source of healing and energy. In addition to growing up in India and the U.S., she has accompanied her diplomatic husband through various postings, Algeria, yay, (laughs) Indonesia, Austria, yay, (laughs) Japan, and now Australia. So we share both Austrian husbands, just to let you know. (laughs) And and also, Rashmi grew up um, surrounded by a large and extended family where healthy and and processed food was the norm. Eating according to Ayurvedic rules was the second nature to her since the start. But Rashmi also studied food and Ayurveda extensively for more than a decade while navigating her life through each country and exploring food cultures. So after a career in finance and cultural cross-culture training. As a health coach, Rashmi brought all her special skills and life experience together to guide people through um, being healthier and using natural food and ingredients. So Rashmi, this was just like an overview of your journey. Uh, Is there anything that you want to add to that? So, you know, I want to add that as a tandem nomad, one of the things that I felt I was drawn to all the time was that I needed something familiar to draw upon that grounded me. And food and the way I ate as a child and what I picked up in my journey, uh, because every time we moved countries, I added just a little something more to my medicine cabinet and to what would ground me and what, what would be familiar. So um, you know, I have in, in during this journey, I also dealt with an acute illness, which made me even more conscious about eating healthily. 
Then if you wanted to add more to that, um, I was being challenged by two growing teenagers who, you know, when, you're, when you are facing all the transitions that we do as uh, nomads, tandem nomads, it was a wake-up call. Because when you, when you have to deal with teenagers and when you have to deal with their challenges, you have to ground yourself even more. And you have to be in your own personal shoes even more strongly than ever before in order to be their North Star. Mm. And for that reason, I thought that was my wake-up call. And I knew I had to do something that I loved, that was natural to me, and that would bring me, bring all my talents and my experiences together. So yeah. that's what bring, brought me to uh, being a health coach and a nutrition coach. That's amazing. And you know, I've been watching your journey since also we talked in this episode, in the previous episode together. That it was the beginning of Tandem Nomads, I think, when yes, we started. Yes, right, 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 right. Uh, to watch you, it's been three years now. So to watch you grow. And um, what I find fascinating about your journey, it's a, such a beautiful um, proof of, um, you know, when we say that everything happens for a reason and at some point yes. it started making sense. And yes. I can see how your career as an ex-spouse and diplomatic spouse has evolved in a way that really made sense slowly and slowly. And I remember in this interview, we talked about the role of being a diplomatic spouse and how much effort you had to put into cooking, into representations. But at the end of the day, you also use that to be able to practice your recipes and, and actually right. provide real great recipes and people were fond of to come and eat at your home. So, <laughs> so um, it just makes sense. Even the role as a diplomatic spouse made sense in your journey on top of uh, going into intercultural training and becoming a coach. Um, things are just, for me, just um, a great message to share with all of you who are listening that just pay attention to what's happening on your journey because it might lead you to what makes you happy while making other people happy. And I can see Rashmi, how you're blossoming by <laughs> developing this, um, this business of the health coach. Thank you. But on the marketing yeah. perspective, I want to share with you, Rashmi, we didn't talk about this, but um, what I've seen you doing in this three years was to actually something that I share a lot with my audience and my clients, is the importance of um, niching down and becoming the expert on one very specific topic. Instead of being a coach in general, you have niched down your expertise to Ayurvedic healthy food. So yeah. any insights about that and how you got to that? Yeah, you know, um, there's a lot out there in, Ayur in Ayurveda and there are many Ayurvedic experts, there are many kinds of nutritionists, but, you know, I had to draw upon what felt right to me, what felt culturally and intrinsically uh, a place that I could close my eyes and whatever the situation, I could just speak. Because, you know, it's not that I had to learn something, but whatever I do, that's what I'm reading. You know, it's all around me. It's what my interest is. So I didn't really have to do much more. And so it's natural. You know, you have to be in a place where it just comes out, when it's absolutely natural, where you can think on your feet, 
Exactly. And that's a great tip. And I, and I always say from, to my clients when they try to find their niche is what can you talk about endlessly? What can you talk about and read about and, and get educated about with no fatigue and, and no effort and exactly no effort, no No effort, effort. what feels natural to you. And usually that's, um, that's the way I just, just wanted to share that to all of you who are listening and Nomad Nation. This is another great example of the importance of niching down. Whenever you start your business, think about how can you be your expert in an expert in your very specific niche. So the reason I brought to you today, I know that we uh, really wanted to tap on, onto this important messages here because you are also a great example of a portable business, but I wanted to bring you here to share your expertise in food because I think we need it. <laughs> Especially I see it in my own life and all the people I work with. It is, it is hard to start your business. And at some point you yes. have to give yourself wholeheartedly to make it work. And one of the first thing that end up in the back burner is our health and also our healthy routines, especially with food. So yes. I really wanted to have your insights about that so you can share with us some tips about this. But before we go into it, I would love you to actually explain us what Ayurveda means. <laughs> Ayurveda means, uh, Ayur means life. And Veda means the knowledge of long life. Veda means knowledge and Ayur means long life. So the definition of Ayurveda uh, from Webster is a form of alternative medicine that is the traditional system of medicine of India and seeks to treat and integrate body, mind and spirit using a comprehensive holistic approach, especially by emphasizing diet, herbal remedies, exercise, meditation, breathing, massages, physical therapy. So yoga and Ayurveda are very closely tied with each other. Mm. So Ayurveda also believes that, uh, I have this wonderful quote from a chef who says, just as every snowflake is unique in shape and form, every human has their own blueprint So it's like a map of the body that is made up of infinite variety of shapes, behaviors, emotions, and appearances. And Ayurveda believes that you must keep that in mind because you are a bio individual Mm -hmm. and you must know you in order to eat Ayurvedically. And so what does it mean to eat according to Ayurveda? So what is that? What does that mean? really mean? It's such a good question. Mm -hmm. Eating Ayurvedically means that you eat all six tastes. Oh, okay. Easy to digest with proper food pairing and combinations. The use of spices is well cared for and the season is considered. It is made with love and eaten, chewing well, in a nice, quiet environment. This is an Ayurvedic meal. Interesting. And when you say six tastes? I'm coming to that. Oh, okay, good. Okay, so the six tastes that you include in every meal are sweet, sour, salty, bitter, pungent, and astringent. So meals with all six tastes are opportunities to help balance the different flavors and nutrition for better health for everyone. So 
what do you mean by bitter and pungent? Mm -hmm. You know, bitter. So when you add spices, um, bitter is things like bitter greens and uh, spices like turmeric. But turmeric is pungent and bitter at the same time. And what is astringent? So, when, you know, when you eat something and you feel a dryness in your mouth, so things like broccoli, um, cauliflower are astringent, have astringent qualities. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, you know, if you go to my website, there's a listing of all six tastes and what are the foods that go in uh, under these categories. Exactly. And the and website then, is... Shayrush.com. Shayrush.com. Shay, like the French, C-H-E-Z. Rush, R-U-S-H.com. Very interesting. And so Ayurveda also considers food to be one of the most important pillars of health. And you've heard the phrase, you are what you eat. And Ayurveda says, you are what you eat. And how you digest what you eat. I see. So, so digestion, digestion yeah. is the cornerstone of mm-hmm. health and immunity in Ayurveda. So why, uh, and you know, when it comes to digestion, that's where the magic of spices comes in. And we'll talk about that later. And I want to go back to combinations. So, you know, it's every culture has their traditional combinations of how we eat food and what we combine. So, you know, in traditional um, Jewish culture, people don't mix uh, milk and protein. You know, milk and cheese, uh, milk and sour don't go well together. Mm -hmm. And in Ayurveda, uh, no yogurt with sour fruit. So how can you drink mango lassi and how can you have Mm. yogurt with a bunch of sour fruits yeah you know you can eat it but it's really not good for your body oh that's a shame because it's tasty (laughs) (laughs) and fish and milk are not a good combination yeah and then you know uh, cooked honey so you know people have cooked uh they have recipes with um honey Mm-hmm. when you bake and ayurveda says don't do that to honey because it loses its uh, nutrition and it actually becomes toxic and things like um don't eat fruit before afternoon and eat fruit 30 minutes before you eat anything else in your meal so that you can the fruit fruit ferments mm-hmm. and if you eat it with the meal then so does your meal yeah and it's, you don't it's want a to lot do of that. cultures have fruit as a dessert which is really not good because no. fruit should be like a snack or something that you serve like before a meal right before, before way before a meal right. you know like breakfast first thing in the morning mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, never mix melons with anything especially milk so melons are really, you, you just eat melons alone. Yeah, because you know, melons are a diuretic and milk is a laxative. How can you do that to yourself? Mm. So, you know? those are great tips already yeah. to know yeah. of. 
But so not everyone suffers from bad combinations. What, what happens is they slow down your digestion. Mm. And you, we don't want to slow down our digestive fire. That's, that's the issue. Because when we slow down our digestion, that's, that's when we can start to have uh, gut problems. Mm. And gut prom- problems lead to chronic pain, lead to so many issues that become disease. So I think with our society today, we are having more and more access to food, and, yes. but to processed food. And I think the challenge of today is how do we eat more consciously and um, healthier, um, knowing that we're exposed to so much easy food (laughs) and how to create the right routines to be able to cook and prepare our foods more mindfully um, despite a busy lifestyle. So I don't know how, what insights you have about that, because it is great to be able to understand how Ayurvedic food works and, and, and we can see it, but I can see it in my life day-to-day life for example it's so much easier in new york to go get um a prepared meal down the road than actually go shopping and preparing and cutting and and the whole time that it takes to to be able to prepare a healthy meal so what are you yeah so you know there are some really um there's simple and simple things that you can do so you know you can start your day for example with um, a warm breakfast. And I know it takes, it's a, it takes a lot to make the time to have a warm breakfast when you've got little kids and, you're, and you have to run them out the door and get them to school and organize breakfast. But if you wake up just a bit early and while you're getting dressed, you stew some apples and some pears and you, it takes five minutes to cook oatmeal. Really, it takes five minutes. And if you soak them the night before to warm it up, it's even less. And if you, uh, before you go to bed at night, if you soak a bunch of almonds and you peel them while you are brushing your teeth <laughs> at the same time, that works too, you know. So you're all about multitasking, right? (laughs) Yes, all about multitasking because you have to get the right food into your system. It's true. And um, I think, to be honest with you, I think it's about, it's just like when we decide to run a business, it's the same thing. It's about committing to it. I think it's about making it a priority, even if it it takes a little more time. And I think that's a real challenge. And that's basically, for me, the biggest message I want to share in this episode, um, we're giving some insights and some tips you're going to give us right now, a bit more practical ideas. We already shared so many ideas of things we could do uh, to eat healthier but um, for me, it starts with making it a conscious decision to That's it. make it a routine and integrate it in our daily life. And the, you know, good habits are hard to to implement in our lives. But as soon as we make it a habit, I think it takes. I heard um, for three months to make a habit really last. The reason why it's um, you want to make it a priority is when you understand why. You know, if you understand the challenges that we're faced with, Mm -hmm. if you understand that um, you don't have to, nutrition doesn't have to be overcomplicated, 
and it doesn't have to be and you have to you really have to understand that the food industry is a business with a bottom line mhm and you have to understand that just because they're selling you something and they're calling it healthy doesn't mean it is mhm and the more processed food you eat you're eating food that is full of salt sugar and fats mhm that are not right for your body and you know if you give that to your children and and if you give that to yourself what are you really doing to yourself are you really then feeding the medical the health industry and are you going to be adding to your hospital bills mm-hmm. so once you understand that and you know if your children are chronically sick and their immunity is low what is it doing to your business exactly. i wouldn't want my kids home from school all the time i couldn't stand it <laughs> that's so smart what you just said <laughs> get your kids healthy not because they need to be but because you need to work yes. <laughs> having them sick all day would not help <laughs> no that's it so wouldn't good. you know uh, yeah you're so right about this and i just i think for me that was a huge message to share here before we go into some more practical tips of some recipes and ideas of what to do but i want to know what kind of challenges do you see uh people having when you work with them what are the challenges that you address as a nutrition coach well i think the trigger really is when um people feel that they are going through a lot of fatigue mm-hmm. and are losing focus and are constantly going to doctors for some you know for small things mhm and it's Not interesting because in your website i love this quote where that you say food is your medicine and your kitchen is your pharmacy <laughs> right right it I is love it. <laughs> yeah i mean it's not mine there's i think many people have said that before and you know i love dr ax who's um um who's uh, whose website is food is medicine Yeah, that's so good. Yeah, yeah. food yeah. is definitely medicine. So could you give us some tips here? I'm I'm I kind of have something scenarios um that I know yeah. happen and uh I want to start with the scenario of um people who are stressed and yeah. trying to run a business and can't find the time to deal with it because this is I think the you know especially a lot of you know my nation I know you're running your business trying to make it happen and a lot of you might be moms also trying to make everything happen so could you rush me give us some tips uh, for this particular situation what should we eat and how should we approach it um in the case where we feel very stressed and trying to manage too much at once so um so one of the things that i had to deal with for myself and i tell my clients is that you have to put the oxygen mask on yourself first. Mhm. If you want to run a business, if you want to get up in the morning and have energy to function for the entire day, your body better have the bandwidth to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And how do you give your body the bandwidth? So when you it's from it's you make simple choices. So when you go grocery shopping, you look you walk through the perimeter of grocery stores at least in australia i don't shop in the middle aisles i shop in the outer aisles where the outer aisles have all the fresh foods and 
um, you know, I make it my business to do a whole bunch of prepping on a Sunday night. Mm. So Sunday evening, if every, you know, if I want that I take three hours on a Sunday evening to just go through and prep up, organize some grains, soak some grains, then put them in the rice cooker, cook some quinoa, cook some brown rice and keep it. Cut up a whole bunch of uh, vegetables, keep some greens, you know, tip and top my asparagus. So when I go food shopping, I buy the maximum number of veggies that I buy are green. Mm-hmm. So that three-fourths of my plate is green. Okay, interesting tip. So three-fourths yeah. of the plain plate green. Plate okay. is green, yeah. And then you add a starch, you know, you add some carbs, you add a bit of protein. And just for a tip, you can't eat more than what you can cup in your two hands. Ayurveda says that much is the portion. Mm. And you eat your uh, big meal at lunchtime, but many people can't because they are out running errands and the whole family gets together in the evening and that's when they eat. So you still try to eat, you know, if you are older, you eat a little less in the evenings and maybe your children need more. Mm-hmm. So, but you try to maintain uh, some sort of awareness of timing when you eat, how you eat, and what you eat. Mm-hmm. And if you're on the run, so if I'm running and I don't have time at all, and I've, I'm, you know, I have no time in between clients, what I do is I still make the time. I run to the refrigerator. I go and steam some vegetables really quickly. Mm-hmm. It's easy. You know, if I don't steam them, I blanch them. And I put a dash of olive oil and lemon and herb salt, if I feel like it, and I'm eating those vegetables so that I have something in my body before my next client. Mm. Or, you know, I uh, have things like um, nuts soaked, or I make bliss balls. I have a nice recipe for bliss balls. So they have lots of brain food in them. My kids eat them and I eat them. I eat one or two a day and I get enough nutrition to get me going. Yeah. So, you know, I was thinking about all these people who might be in a situation who have like eat when they're stressed, like munch something in between. And um, this is, this is a dilemma that a lot, a lot of people have, I know. So what would you recommend to people who feel that urge of stress eating uh, and, and munching something in between meals and things like that, whenever they feel stressed or sad or that they feel like they need to eat something? So I really believe that you crowd out your cravings mm. and you don't you never deprive your cravings because cravings are really important signals that your body is giving you. Mm -hmm. The craving says you are missing something Mm -hmm. and you need to take care of it. 
So basically, you're, I love what you said here. I just want to highlight something that if you feel like you're cra having cravings, especially in moments where you're stressed and, and are eating junk food, basically, <laughs> yeah. uh, it, listen to your body. Your body is saying that it needs something. So yeah. we're not saying stop eating or stop um, you know, munching on something, but rather choose healthy things to be able to compensate what the body is asking for. Because at yes. the end of the day, the choices we might make to when we have those cravings might actually create the opposite effect. Absolutely. And you know, you, you feel so bad. Yeah. You feel bad about yourself. Mm -hmm. And the idea is always to feel good about yourself. Exactly. You know? <laughs> even, after, sure. even after you've scarfed down a bunch of stuff that you need to eat because you, you have a craving, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So it's what to about pick the right cravings? That's good. I like that message. Pick your right cravings if you're in a moment where you feel you need to eat something even between your meals. Yes, um, to it. And I think um, it will be difficult to share this in this episode, but there's so many amazing recipes on your website where you share all these uh, great recipes of how to cook healthily and explain what what each each ingredients provides to the body and to the health. So I really recommend you to check that out, Nomad Nation. If you lack of inspiration, it's amazing. The list of um, great recipes that I've seen in your website. Well, I need to put many more. I've yeah. been a little slow at doing that, but uh, there's so many good websites that have uh, recipes and You know, I have a vegan child, so I have lots of vegan websites that I draw upon. And so are and there I, any you would recommend here to... to you know, there's, you there is one. It, it's called Connoisseur Ve uh, Vegan. And, uh, Connoisseur Vegan. I'll send you... I think I'll send you the link. I don't have it right we'll now, but I'll send the you show. the link. We'll put yeah, it on the show page. Yeah. Okay. That will be helping because I think yeah. at the end of the day, I know in my case, if only I had a bit more inspiration of healthy and quick recipes um, that will already help, I think, to build that habits is to know that you don't have to, you know, start looking for inspiration. If you only had one place where you could go um, and know that, you know, whenever you go there, you'll find something good. It's, it's also helpful, I find. But yeah. Um, I think if I had to summarize our message here, like we said, the first thing is to make it a concert choice. And the yeah. second thing, what I've learned through this conversation is also, you know, to know our habits and to be, to know what's happening in our environment and to see what are the things we can implement easily. What are the things I can implement that will work in this framework? And then, yeah look for the recipes that fit to that. For example, you were saying, giving examples of starting in the night uh, while you brush your teeth, you soak some, some peas or something like that, or almonds. No, 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 you peel the almonds you that you soaked the night before. Exactly. So it's all about multitasking, but also like creating those moments in your week where, where, you, um, where you actually consciously prepare. And I loved when you talked about Sundays, that the yeah. fact that you you block Sundays like two to three hours to do that. And it's a bit yeah. like, you know, building content. <laughs> When I say it's about batching, right. you know, right. Um, right. like batching is the best way to be efficient. It's like when you do as much as you can only in like you dedicate few hours to do as much as you can for the rest of the week so that you don't have to think about it anymore. So the same thing we talk about in Ton of Nomads and 
and when I do marketing coaching about batching your content, it's the same for the food. You can batch your shopping and yeah. cut everything. I only shop once a week. Exactly. Once a week. Once That's a week, it. shopping and then cutting everything and preparing everything so that the cooking process is just about mixing the things in the pan. Yeah. That's it. I'm in the fridge, you know, okay. I keep, I have these little boxes, glass boxes mm -hmm. and everything's there neatly uh, lined up. And, you know, uh, you, you can easily clean your vegetables, uh, tr trim them, keep them ready, prepped to cook so mm -hmm. that all you have to do is quickly steam them, saute them, whatever you, minimum amount of cooking. You know? Yeah. So tell yeah. me before we say goodbye, how do you actually help your clients? How do you, how do you, how do you provide your services as a health coach? How does that work? So, uh, so I have clients that I see who come to me twice a month. Mm -hmm. Then I have clients. Uh, I have many more clients online mm -hmm. because, as I learned from my friend Amel, <laughs> that you build a. But in order to build a portable business, you really try to use the online portal as your main focus. Yeah. So I'm trying to do that. And uh, the way I help them is help them see, I provide a space to listen to them mm -hmm. and understand what their needs are. And we all know that what feeds us is not only on our plate. So I focus on the food, I focus on their relationships. Mm -hmm. I focus, I help bring attention to their career needs, their spiritual needs, mm -hmm. and whatever else shows up. Interesting. And I also saw on your website that you have a system that you actually send people meal plans. Yes. If people are interested, then I create uh, for my individual clients i create a meal plan for them i create individualized personalized detox plans mm -hmm. and recipes and ideas that would work for them depending on where they are so if i have a client in india i clearly cannot give them all the options for fruits and vegetables that i can give to a client in australia or the united states or in so Europe. you're aware of their environment too so it's very yes. personalized yes Yes. Very interesting. So I think for all of you there who might need that little help, because I think it's one thing to know that you need to invest, you, you need know that you need to like put the effort in, in health, eating consciously, healthily. Sometimes it can help to actually have that weekly recipe that will come to your mailbox and have your yes. call with that person who keeps you accountable. I think accountability can really help to start having a, a healthy routine with food too. Right. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that I also help people is to help bring awareness to their exercise routines. Mm -hmm. And accountability is so necessary. With one of my clients, uh, she suddenly, you know, every time I saw her, she had something to say about how she couldn't find the time to exercise. Mm -hmm. So I said, okay, so from now on, the last thing I want you to do is send me an SMS <laughs> before you go to bed about how you managed, what kind of exercise you had, how many steps did you take today? Mm -hmm. And what did you do for movement? Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, uh, she would send me a text 
And she did that for three weeks. And then she didn't need to send me a text because she was doing it. Wow. Yeah. Accountability, super, yeah. super important. Oh, yes. That's fantastic. So is there anything else you would like to share a last message to all of those who want to start implementing healthy food routines in their lifestyle, especially when trying to grow a business and being super busy or stressed or going through transition? Yeah, I do. You know, um, I want to say a few things. Simple things, eat more servings of fruits and vegetables. Mm -hmm. Dress your veggies with fresh lime juice or lemon juice so that you can increase the nutritional value of your food. Mm -hmm. uh, become more conscious of your digestion. Really get to know yourself and your gut. Mm -hmm. What do you need? Eat moderately. Don't skip meals. Mm -hmm. Because your you know, regular times of the day trains your body to anticipate and digest your food. Again, I'm stuck on the digestion bit. And uh, keep your digestive fire going. So, you know, the hydrochloric acid in your stomach really needs to be potent. So don't drink water with your meal. Mm. Drink water 20 minutes before or after. And, you know, don't eat if you haven't cleared your system. Don't eat until you really are hungry. Mm. Especially if you're, a, you know, if you're an entrepreneur. If you're, just because it's one o'clock doesn't mean you have to eat. Mm. But... As, as much as I'm saying eat regularly, if you're not hungry, don't do it. Mm -hmm. But we have to be honest to ourselves. Are, you not, are we not hungry or are we just not in the mindset of eating? Right. <laughs> That's right. important to listen to our guts, like yeah, you said, in our right. body. And sleep, sleep, oh, sleep, yeah. sleep. Oh, my God. I cannot overemphasize movement and sleep. Yeah. It's a holistic approach at the end of the day. When we consider yeah. healthy food, it has to go with healthy lifestyle too, sleeping, but also exercising. And I think that's right. an important message here. And also, you know, when you have had a heated discussion, that's the last moment to eat food. Oh, good one. I never heard that one. So if, yeah. you're, if, you're, if you had a if fight... The, yeah. I mean, you know, you're, you really, you know, when you're eating... You're also eating all this anger. Mm, not healthy. So, so not healthy. So, you know, be mindful of uh, the environment that you create. Calm down, sit down and eat. It only takes a few breaths. <sighs> Take mm. a couple of deep breaths. Sit down and allow yourself to be nurtured and not scarf down your food. Don't swallow your food. Mm. How long Time. do you think a meal should last? You know, you re there are people that say you have to chew your soup. You have to chew your uh, water. That you really must chew and chew and chew. So a meal should last about 30 minutes. Yeah. And chewing is and important. Chewing, chewing is very important. And, you know, 
you know, there's, uh, there's one more thing I want to share with the group is that uh, people say you should drink lots of water, like three liters of water or four liters of water. Well, Ayurveda disagrees. Ayurveda says just like you uh, have to digest food, you have to digest water. Mm-hmm. And, you know, cold water takes the longest to digest. Warm water takes three quarters of an hour to digest. And that's why a lot um, of Asian... Uh, lots of Asians drink warm water. water. And you don't, you know, drink when you're thirsty. There's, there's liquid, there's water also in your food. So, you know, uh, drink a herbal tea. So when you're hungry, drink a herbal tea. And one of my favorite teas that I recommend for um, transitioning global tandem nomads mm-hmm. is a Maitrai Dosha tea. It's a mixture of fennel, cumin, and coriander. And this, it's called Tridosha because Ayurveda says each, you, can, you have three kinds of constitution types. And so this would work with, um, this tea is something that balance, it reduces stress and calms down your stomach and your okay. gut. So I, how do you spell it? T-R-I-D-O-S-H-A. And I think I have, I have a recipe for the Tridosha tea. Oh, fantastic. So okay. we'll, we'll put the link. Is it on your website? Yes. Okay, yes. so I'll put the link there in the show. And I'll link. actually, I'll send you the link for the recipe. Fantastic. Wow. Okay. This is yeah. going to be so great. And we're going to all start cooking Rashmi's recipes. <laughs> <laughs> so Nomad Nation, I hope this was useful to you. Make sure to check out the webpage of this episode so that you can have all these tips. So many tips that you've shared that I could think we could sit here for three hours and just list all your ideas of ingredients and how to mix certain ingredients with others. I think that's basically the basic of Ayurveda uh, to mix the things that go together and avoid those that don't, but also uh, all the holistic approach of like, like integrating healthy routines also in, in our, in our life, uh, daily life. Uh, But that was really great. Thank you so much, Rashmi, for sharing so many great insights. Thank you. Thank you, Amel. Yes, we are running. But if you want to have one last word before we say goodbye. Remember that food is not about just feeding ourselves. Food is really about nurturing our souls. Mm. And if you just take the time and think about how important it is and what we, um, what we are doing by feeding ourselves, our bodies are such amazing things. They heal themselves by themselves if we just give them a chance. Yeah. So if we really just recognize that our bodies are our temples, mm. We have to respect our bodies right, and treat them with respect. Right. We sometimes take it for granted. You know, I think when our bodies work well, we we tend to not realize that we're very fortunate and we have to respect that temple, like you say, and and nurture it and take care of it in order to let us do what we have to do in this world uh, and be there for the people who need us. So very important. And for ourselves. Mm Mm-hmm. 
exactly. Put the oxygen mask on yourself, like you said. Right. Right. But that was such a beautiful uh, message to end. Thank you so much, Rasmi. And uh, I look forward to continue to following your amazing journey. Um, And Nomad Nation, uh, as I said, check out the webpage of this episode. And if you enjoyed this uh, interview and all the great insights that we share with you on Tandem Nomads, please make sure to leave your review on iTunes. That would be very much appreciated. And as as always, make sure to turn all your challenges into really great opportunities.